Howdy ads. AP here from the tailgate. See money talking Aggie football. <laughs> Folks, don't forget, email us at agstailgate at gmail.com. Send us some questions, comments. Visit us on the YouTube channel. Send us some comments on the YouTube channel. We'll get you guys comments on the air. We like to do that, even if they're really crappy comments. Yeah. Whatever you have to say, we'll take it. Yep. You guys are idiots. That's right. We'll say that on the air. <laughs> Doesn't bother us. Tour Today's episode brought to you by Frida Holmes. Building Aggie Dreams. Visit them at FridaHolmes.com. Everybody loves their Frida Holmes. All right. Corey, we're going to get into some of the transfer portal news and everything else going on there as far as and what we've heard on the office coordinator as well. Um, Is there news on the transfer portal? Yeah, sure. Uh, let's start off with a little college football playoff action. Let's though. do it. So we get the, the playoff contestants at this point. It's going to be Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TCU, and Ohio State. That puts right. the matchups. Georgia and Ohio State, and then Michigan and TCU. Let's start with this. Bama left out. Nick Saban has a real problem with them being left out. Your thoughts? Don't have a problem with it at all. <laughs> they lost two games this year. Um, TCU lost one. Ohio State lost one. Alabama lost to Tennessee and to LSU. LSU who LSU lost to A&M. A&M. That right there disqualifies yeah, you that, right off the bat. I think, I don't know. I mean, Nick Saban, I think he's just used to being in it. And that's the thing. Hey, look, and here's the thing. I do not blame the dude for coming out and, yeah, and trying to stand up for his team and his players and those right. kinds of things. 100% the right thing for right. him to do on in this occasion. He's wrong, though. Flat yeah, out wrong. He's wrong. That team is a two-loss team. And if you were to bring him in ahead of Ohio, uh, Ohio State yeah, or TCU, TCU, but let's talk about TCU specifically, yeah. you're really talking about bringing them in over a one-loss team that only had a one loss because they played in the championship game. They right? lost in their overtime in, in overtime the championship game. So an additional game. Uh, I I fully think that these four teams are the four teams that deserve to be there. I mean, if TCU and Alabama got on the field today, who would be favored? I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I I probably that, Alabama might be just because of name. But yeah, because of name though. That's about it. On the field, who would win? I'm I'm really not sure. I, I'm not. Look, I, I was. But that's what the, the committee's supposed to put the four best teams in. Yeah, and that's what something Nick Saban did say that carries a little weight is like if if we got on the field with somebody who they favor and they favor us or they favor somebody, you're supposed to put the best teams in. So that's the only thing I could see being a argument point for him. The only thing that I'll say about that is that SEC consistently is considered obviously the best the best conference in the country, but also sort of given more credit at times than they deserve. Right. You know, we've seen over the last couple of years where, yes, Georgia and Alabama in prior years as well has been, you know, a step above sort of everybody else. Right. However, this year you take Georgia out of the equation and everybody else is sort yeah. of... Well, Tennessee was up there Tennessee for a while until for a while. Hooker got hurt. And yeah. They had a debacle with uh, South, Carolina. South Carolina. That was a major... But other than that, I mean... That's just funny, thinking about the South Carolina team that screwed our bets up. We took the over and wins on a couple teams, and we're like, oh, South Carolina's going to lose to Tennessee. Oh, they're going to lose to Clemson. They beat them both. Yeah. Eh, it screwed our whole bet up, but oh well. So, <clears throat> you know, I was impressed with 
I was impressed with Kansas with Kansas State. No credit to Kansas State on that win, by the way. Yeah. I was impressed with their their. They remind me a lot of a team like Utah in a sense, who also beat USC in a conference championship right. game in the sense that they do what they do. They're physical. They're going to go take it to you. You know, and they don't style. shy away. They don't change it up. I mean, right. They come at you. They punch you in the mouth, and they keep going. Play good defense, solid defense. I'm not gonna say good, but solid defense. I like Willingham over there at Utah. I think he does a great job with that program. Um, but in that game against TCU, I I was also impressed with TCU in the sense that hey, look, that team wasn't at its best that Saturday. Right. Right. I don't think Dugan played his best game mm-hmm. in that game. He missed some open receivers throughout. Got you know balls that he normally hits right uh, on a consistent basis. He was just a little off. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the dude put that team on his back with his legs. With he his did. legs, he did. It's crazy, unbelievable. Yeah, but you know, hey, they got him to the final four. Um, I would have given him the ball, by the way, when they were third and one, fourth and one there at the goal line. That's true. I'd have let him go ahead and, and seal that myself. Right. But having said that. They do get into the final four. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about this matchup. Um, look, let's start with Michigan and TCU. Okay. Michigan and TCU, man, very different styles. Right. Right. Michigan more get in there, pound you, play solid defense. Right. You know, create play some action. plays off of play action. Right. They're going to line up under center some and, you know, do those things. Mm-hmm. TCU, obviously, move, 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 fast pace, throw the ball deep, around, yeah. go deep. And that's Duggan guy. He throws the ball deep, puts a lot of air under it, gives his receivers a chance. Gives everybody a chance. Yeah. You know, cornerback can catch it. We saw him do that quite a few times. You know, and, and so these contrasting styles should make for a pretty interesting game, don't you think? I think so. I mean, uh, I think Michigan just kind of saw this in the Ohio State game. We saw them play Ohio State. Ohio yeah. State, I think, compares a lot to TCU, so they might have saw some of that already. So, And we saw that fair for Ohio State. It wasn't good. Right. So um, I don't know if we're going to see the same outcome because TCU's defense can step up when it needs to. They shut out pretty much a Texas team. They play the Texas team very well defensively. They yeah. have another couple of games that they really perform very well. Mm-hmm. I wonder, though, you know, Texas notoriously probably – Underuses their running game, right? Specifically, Bijan, right? Who's a yeah, stud? Doesn't make any sense, right? I, Michigan's not going to do that, right? I, the question right. is, in the fourth quarter, in the third, second half of the third quarter, fourth quarter, will that TCU defense be able to hold up against that Michigan offense that's going to have been pounding them for you know right. three quarters in and just wearing on them, right? And that's the problem if TCU gets behind. Early, I think it's going to be a long day because Michigan's going to keep running the ball. They're not going to turn the ball over because they're not going to take those chances. Right. And I think that's what TCU will do is take chances. Like we see Duggan do it, throwing the ball downfield, throwing it up for grabs. I mean, he has talented receivers, but he does throw it up and gives a lot of people a chance to catch that ball. Yeah. Um, but they have a good running game, too. TCU does. It's surprisingly yeah. good. So, I mean, He's they, good t- they got a good tailback. Miller, right? Yeah, uh, yeah so- Miller, Miller. You know, the thing that I see, and TCU's been sort of slow starter throughout the year, they can't be that right. that game day, exactly. right? They've yeah. got to come out, score early, so that Michigan, you put some pressure on Michigan to to keep up. Right, right, exactly. Get them out of their game plan, you know? Who do you think wins? Michigan. I I would take Michigan. I agree with that. You got a final score? Give me a prediction. Because I know what the spread is or what it was. It was nine. I think I believe that 
Michigan ends up covering the spread as the game in the fourth quarter. How about that? Okay, so what are you thinking? Like this, Michigan score thirty? Yes, Just I think TCU score thirty. Thirty, maybe, maybe a thirty-eight to twenty-five type of situation. Okay, with a late score in there to cover the spread. Gotcha. Okay. Um, turning to the other side of it, Georgia, Ohio State. Sort of similar situation in the sense yeah. of two contrasting styles, like you said. Right. Ohio State kind of reminds you a little bit of TCU. Georgia and Michigan have similar styles. We've right? seen Georgia play a team like this in Tennessee that yeah. throws the ball, spreads you out, and they shut them down. I mean, I'm talking they shut Tennessee down. It was a dominant victory. I almost see the same thing happening here. The one thing that I, that I saw in that game against Tennessee <clears> is – Georgia's defensive front just dominated that game. Right. Tennessee's running game was non-existent because of it. And the quarterback, was Hendon Hooker, was constantly under pressure, right? Right. So in this situation, you know, the offensive line for Ohio State's getting a lot of pub in the sense that they've got some potential number one draft pick, first right. round draft pick type guys. I think that's still the difference. I think it's Georgia's defensive line right. that absolutely dominates this game and ends up shutting down Ohio State. Right. While on the other side, Stetson Bennett does his thing. Yeah, I agree. I Because I don't think Ohio State can run the ball at all. I mean, they haven't really done that well with it yeah. this year. Didn't do it against Michigan. They become so one A couple one- of their backs are out. And Georgia makes them one-dimensional throwing the ball, and that means you can pin your ears back, go after the quarterback. And Stroud's not – he's talented thrower. He, he runs a little bit, but he's not like a Hendon Hooker that, you know, they had designed runs for. Correct. So it's going to be – I think it's going to be a long day. He is very sure. conservative in the way that he – when he decides to run. Right. right. He, he's going to try to throw the ball. He's going to try to stay in the pocket and deliver uh, before he does that. Here lately, he's run a little bit more, but still not a lot. Um, I do expect that Georgia wins this game, and I, I'd say pretty handily. The spread was what? Six and a half. Six and a half. So, well, I'd take Georgia and – yeah, I'd probably take them. If, I'd probably take them if they were minus sixteen. Yeah, I think so too. And I think Ohio State might be without one of their wide receivers too. One of the big names. I can't remember his name. Smith Smith Jigba. Smith Jigba. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, he's already declared for declared yeah, for the draft, yeah. and, and he's gone. So. Um, that leaves a matchup between Michigan and Georgia. We'll right. obviously we'll get more into that as we get closer to that game. Yeah. But just initial thoughts. Georgia. I mean. Two teams that kind of marry each other, but Stetson Bennett is a wild card in those tight ends. Those Bowers and what's his name, Washington? Or, yeah. They're amazing. I mean, Bowers, I mean, they were showing previews of him on ESPN the other night. Just the way he catches the ball so easily, he runs like a truck. I mean, he trucks people. He beats them up while yeah. he's running. He's huge. He's athletic. He does so much. They block well with him. It's impressive to watch their tight ends. You know, Stetson Bennett, and we'll get into the four finalists, made it, it's going to be a finalist at the Heisman. Well-deserved, too. But was he – what was he on the – he's a finalist for the Heisman, but he was second team all oh, the SEC. SEC. <laughs> Makes sense, huh? Weird. Uh, look, I, I'm always – every time I watch them, I'm yeah. impressed with how he plays. I was yeah. impressed with what he did in the National Championship game last year. I'm imp- I've been impressed with him all season long in the way he – he runs that offense. Um, he makes plays outside of the playbook, right? He's quicker than you think he is. That yeah. guy can scoot. I mean, he's got a decent arm, but he makes the right throws. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. I mean, even if it's, like you said, throwing up to one of those huge tight ends, yeah. to, you know, one-on-one type situations, yeah. his balls are always in the right place. Yeah. 
He makes good decisions. I mean, they don't even talk about him going to the next level, which I don't see why he couldn't. Yeah. I mean, you're this successful. This could be a second national championship, which I think they will win. Uh, I don't see why you wouldn't take a guy to win. Yeah. Uh, all right, so moving on from there, a little a little laggy news in the NFL. Von Miller, just brand new news today, oh, yeah. out for the season. Yeah, I heard that. The season. That sucks for Von, yeah. He could have had a chance at two back-to-back, back-to-back uh, you know, championships. This well, he's still on this team. I mean, he'll still get a ring, but... Not the same. Yeah, I mean, injuries, it sucks. He's getting older. Uh, Father Tom catches up with all of us. And, yeah. You know, that's a knee. He still had a, he still had a great year. This oh, year. he did. He was a difference maker on the defense. They're yeah. going to miss him a lot. Uh... Non-Aggie news, Dion to Colorado. I think it's awesome. I'd love to read about it. Uh, he's going into a conference that's losing UCLA and USC. They're going to be able to move up quick because he's going to bring in some talent. He told them one, which I didn't agree with the way he went about Brought in the this. Kent State guy for the offensive, offensive coordinator. coordinator. and They're going to sling it around. His son's going to be yeah, throwing it all over I just don't agree with the way Dion went about telling players at Colorado, you might as well go ahead and start hitting the transfer portal because yeah. I don't think that's good. But, you know. The only thing, look, I, I'm a primetime fan. I think he's one of the best cornerbacks to ever play the game, if not the best cornerback oh, to ever yeah. play the game. When he was in his in, in his prime, when prime was in his prime, mm-hmm. the dude was the best as far as I'm one concerned. One of the fastest NFL players ever. It, it was always amazing to me the way he would sort of give receivers a little room and mm-hmm. bait the quarterback into throwing it, and then he'd just come up, take it, and oh, yeah. take it the other way. But in this situation, the one thing that bothers me about Dion is everything's about Dion. Yeah, it's true. Right? He doesn't talk about, you know, it's not about his players. It's not about this, the other guys. No, no, no. It's about Dion. This mm-hmm. is Dion. Right. And I think that ultimately, ultimately, at this level, he's going to have to learn to bring it down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, bring it down a little bit. Yeah, I got you. But I think he's going to bring in a lot of talent. And like I said, I mean, I don't know what's successful there the first year. But I think in year three, you know, he's going to bring some talent in there. I could see them competing in year three or four. Who he hires, the offense coordinator hire is a good one, I think. Uh, you know, who he brings in as defense coordinator, who he hires there as the coaching positions is going to be huge because while at Jackson State, just bringing in the talent was enough for them to win games. Okay. At Colorado, the talent alone is not going to be enough. Well, I, I heard that he had talked to Durkin or they were talking to Durkin. Bye, Dirk, and go. Please. Go. Please. Yeah. Dion, that's a great hire right there. I'll give you a thumbs up. That would help us out <laughs> immensely. I would be very happy with that. Yeah. So, all right. So, let's go transfer portal. Obviously, opened uh-huh. on Monday. Yeah. Open on Monday. This thing's been yeah. super active. Let me grab my phone real quick. Uh, look at all the players. A&M, you know, 20, 20 players so far. Really, 19 maybe of consequence in there. Uh, Is that the highest? Are we number one? Yes. Number More one. than anybody else in the country. Number one in number the nation. One. There you go. Texas number A&M, number one in the nation. Thank you very Thank much. You. Woo. Thank you, Jim Buff. Good job. Woo. Look, a couple of things that are interesting to me. One is that there's more of the defensive players transferring out than offensive players. Yeah, it is. But who are the defensive players? Who are we going to miss? Yeah. Honestly, I mean, Adelia, yeah. So let's go through that, right? Yeah. I mean, give me who you're going to miss. Uh, defensive line wise, starting there, yeah. Adelier, right, Judy, right, Donnell Harris, mm-hmm. Marcus Burris, Dallas Walker. Okay. That's defensive line wise. That's one, two, three, four, five defensive line. Gotcha. Adelier is the only guy that started this year. Don't get me wrong; he got hurt, and then right. you know whatever. 
There's bodies there, all that. Marcus Burris, I think, is a you know former five-star kid that's a big-time ball player. I think he's going to go somewhere and play a lot and be right. a guy that's got a chance to be an all-conference type player. I think that hurts. Right. You know, Judy is another guy that was a high-end recruit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Donnell Harris, another high-end recruit that was you know injured all this past two years, actually. Yeah. If he can get on the field, you know how I felt about him watching him play in practice. I think the guy's got an explosive sense on the outside that can be an absolute dog as a pass rusher, right? Right. So, yes, these guys something haven't played. Need, something yes, we need. But that's, outside a, that's something we need. Yeah. So, yes, these guys, you know, haven't had huge contributions to this team yet. Yeah. But as you get those numbers, five, depth starts to become a problem, right? It does. I mean, that's probably the one position that we could afford to lose some players, but yeah. not – can't lose anymore. I mean, five, you're really starting to get into it. Correct. So, I mean. It'll yeah. be interesting over the next couple of weeks, see if any any other of those guys jump into that jump into that group as well. But it's definitely a group that all of a sudden we're saying, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. yeah. This is going to become a concern. Pump the brakes. Defensively at linebacker. This is another position which the, the room is getting real thin. Ish Harris, Terry and Lee, Andre White all mm. out. Look, all of a sudden, your guys are Cooper, Russell, and the freshman, Martrell Harris, Harris yeah. who, who played more as a defensive end type guy this year. I mean, you don't have bodies. Yeah. Well, we don't have bodies, but we only played like one to two linebackers at a oh, time. Yeah. I mean, it just uh, I don't understand the... That's what I'm saying, Dirk. If you want to go to Colorado, go ahead, because I don't understand what the hell you're doing. And here's the other thing with regards to that. I mean... I'm not surprised by the linebacker transfer because I don't think they're very well coached. So that's eight defensive players so far. Eight, eight. defensive players. And so White, I thought White was going to be a White's really, a starter, right? I thought he's going to be a strong player this year. He was hurt. Um, he's still he's not the best linebacker, but he's got talent. I mean, you can see that. Yeah, absolutely. And and he's a guy that this year should have been taking a step forward. And once again, it almost seems like it took a step back under the current two. It's coaching, right? Yes, yeah, coaching. Um. Cornerbacks. At cornerback, here's another area where we felt real good mm-hmm. about, depth. At, about depth and the talent that's there. And all of a sudden, Denver Harris, Brian George, Josh Moten, Miles Jones all enter the transfer portal. Plus, you lose Jalen Jones to the NFL. Right. All not of a sudden, mention. that's a yeah, that's becoming a big number. And not to mention Antone, Antoine. Uh, and, and Tony Johnson in safety, Johnson, of yeah. course. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, he's not a cornerback. but And he hadn't declared yet, but we expect him to. Yeah, he's a DB, so... That secondary is getting a little light. I mean, we still have talent. Don't get me wrong. There's still talent in the secondary. A lot secondary. of talent, Everybody especially at back. safety. You know, I yeah. mean, Kerr played this year as a freshman. You know, mm-hmm. Matthews as a freshman. You know, that you still have Gilbert there. Obviously, you lose Richardson to the NFL. What's the guy's name that we were so high on? The... Uh, Bryce Anderson another Anderson. guy, you know, that I think steps yes. right into that Antonio Johnson role. Right. I love that kid. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's, there's some guys at safety and some depth there that's going to be okay. You still have Chappelle, but hopefully. But now at corner, you talk to Chappelle. And Bowie. You know, Smoke Bowie. Yeah. Uh, Taylor. Who was the other one? You know, Deuce, weren't you talking uh, about? Yeah. Uh, uh, Killebrew, right? Okay. Um, so those guys... Uh, they don't have a ton of reps, by the way, other than Chappelle, who started for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Chappelle, one of my favorite Aggies on this yeah. roster. Right, but they're going to have to – those guys are going to have to step up. Step up? Step up. Well, that's the thing in every season. You expect those guys to step up. Yeah. Because, you know, like Johnson, 
he wasn't Johnson until last year. Then this year, you know, you, we expect a lot because he did a lot right. the year before. Just like Chappelle did a lot this year, we expect even more next year. And Gross Killebrew, Gross Killebrew's a guy that was a high-end recruit, right? He, mm-hmm. he was hurt for a lot of the year. You know, hopefully he comes in next year and through this offseason and works into the spot there and is competing with those other guys to to take, to take that start. But that's 12 Aggies off the defense right there already in the portal, and it's been two days. Correct. So, I mean, that's something to – I think that's concerning. Uh, yeah. Very yeah. concerning. And All of a sudden, the depth numbers are, are a problem. And the thing is, some aren't leaving because of playing time. They either didn't like the team, they didn't like the coach. There's reasons they're leaving. Correct. I mean, you look at Adelia. He started. White started. Um, who and was by the way, Adelia is rumored that he's getting offers from some of your rivals, right? Some of the teams you may be playing next year, including a, a Tennessee, for example, yeah. I think is, is on I, his list. I think list. he'd be a great fit over there. You know? Because... Tennessee puts up points, and what do teams do when you have to catch up? You have to throw the ball. Yeah. So that's right where he needs to be. Okay, offensively, look, at quarterback King and Eli Stowers, once again, you know, Connor's going to be your starter next year, so it's not that issue. We hope. But we hope. I mean, we don't know anything, right? Yet, right. right I yet. Mean, that's true. We're just guessing that he's not leaving. We, you would hope not. Yeah. You still don't know what's happening with Max Johnson. Of course, he's already had one transfer yeah. in, you know, whatever. But you can get you know, four or five of them nowadays. Either way, you're still – you don't have a quarterback in this class, this yeah. recruiting class for 23. Your numbers are pretty tight. It's – right now, it's Connor and Johnson. If Johnson leaves, you don't have a backup. It's true. It sucks. But I'm sure Jimbo will figure it out. You know, it'll be – Both right. of these guys are going to find a home, by the way. Johnson and uh, uh, King and Stowers. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean they'll find a home, but I, I just I don't agree with you on the kind of homes. I think that I think King is more of a Sam kind of player. I think he'd excel at Sam, but I just don't think he's a big major D one player right now. I don't see it. Yeah, we'll have to see. He, we'll he have breaks to see his, his arm, throwing a, pops his shoulder up, throwing a pass. We'll have to see once he gets to somewhere that, that has else. a better system. Yeah, uh, Eli, what did he, I thought he was a tight end. <laughs> he was at one point. Hmm. El, but also a, a top end recruit, right? He was. Out. So he's got some talent. Must. LJ Johnson, a tailback, obviously. Almost. Look, he's a big time recruit. I, from what I saw of him, I wasn't always terribly impressed by LJ Johnson. Yeah. I thought he's he's probably a guy that here would have been a backup the whole his whole time here. Mm-hmm. You know, behind Daniels, behind Moss. Right. But we still, ain't gonna worry about. It. We got A chain coming back. And Overton. Oh, and then A chain declares for the draft. Oh. Yeah. Oh. But we've got Overton now, we've got Moss, and we've got Daniels. We need depth at running back. They don't have Overton. one in the recruit. Who? Not Overton. Uh, Crownover? Crownover. Crownover. Oh. Yeah, Crownover, Daniels, Moss. And that's if all of them come. I mean, right. that's the whole thing about this season. You still don't know. Yeah, we're all up in the air. We're not going to know until January the 18th, I guess. Because there's still players that we know are going to declare that haven't declared yet. Yeah. And uh, But it's just... Yeah, we need more running backs. Definitely need more because injuries happen. Right. Look at our team all year was hurt. Yeah. The only person wasn't was H. I think he was out. I mean, he was out the game. two games. Yeah, but I mean. Uh, uh, at wide receiver, so they're going to have to do something about running back for sure for mm-hmm. the depth. At wide receiver, you get Chase Lane. He declares. Yeah. We, we don't know what Marshall's going to do yet. We really don't know what Stewart's going to do. If you were leaning towards Marshall, I would say it's closer to leaving than it is to staying. That would be my guess. People have have sort of interpreted some of his posts lately that maybe he's considering coming back. I don't know. 
Uh, a guy that we didn't mention on the defensive line, Lucas, I expect fully to be gone. Well, Marshall just needs to grow up. Yeah. They have to understand they have to be held accountable. It doesn't matter if you're here or where you go. Or anywhere else. Right? Yeah. I mean, you have other players. Like, we talked about Demas earlier, not on the show, but just while at lunch, we're like, that guy had so much talent. But mm-hmm. his head got in the way. And you know, it continues and, to. And if they can keep those guys, mind you, Stewart and Marshall. Yeah. You know, because you figured... Thomas is sticking around. Yeah. You know, you still have, you know, Moose, Moose is a big question. Maybe. If you, what, though, if, depending on how many of those guys stay, you probably have a decent – if you can keep them all, you have a pretty good room at wide receiver. I can't believe – I can't see Moose – I can see him more transferring than trying to go pro right now. I can't believe Jalen Jones entered the draft. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, what are we talking about, late round? If that. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. Hey, I didn't see him on any boards. Tight end Blake Smith is, is in the transfer portal. I can't I can't I, I, I don't know, maybe Garza joins him. I don't I don't know that you know, if Max Johnson transfers, maybe his brother Jake goes Jake, with him. You yeah. never know what, what yeah. happens there. I mean I think Green will be back, but other Green than, will be. Other than Green, who else? Well, the Swede. Right? Sweet. But I, mean, but I mean still out of, out of that room you had. Theo. You had five guys in there, six guys that we were like, we wouldn't watch them practice. Tight ends look good. Yeah. It's starting to thin out a little bit, but yeah. that's that. I guess that's today's game. Offensive line, P.J. Williams, the freshman, they're talking about him uh, maybe at North Carolina. Um, you know, he got into trouble, and now he got into trouble again. Yeah. Um, so there's no, you know. Did Aki enter the portal yet? Express that. Uh, you know, not yet. That's a guy that may, right? Yeah, there's some other out. guys in there that might affect your depth-wise. If you can keep the rest of this group together, you're probably okay depth-wise. Even I, with Aki? If I thought Aki, you were trying to get Aki to transfer. <laughs> Aki, you should go transfer. Colorado's calling. Either that or let's find, you know, let's find an offensive line coach that can actually coach these guys to play. Seriously, Aki's got the size, the talent. Yeah. He just he looks to play behind every time. I mean, he just looks lost. His his technique is horrible, and he just he's very clearly poorly coached, right? It's awful. So, all that said, you know, there's a lot of bodies in here. At the end of the day, we're talking about, yeah, there are players that are impactful players, yes. Can we survive if it were just those impactful players? Probably. The numbers start to become a problem the for numbers, Texas A&M. That's it. The numbers is the biggest thing. I mean, you look at it. Yeah, we lose some five stars, some four stars. We ex- we, we plan on that coming into the season. We're like, we can't keep all this time. Right. These guys are gonna go, want to go somewhere and play. But the fact is that some of these guys were playing, and they're still leaving. That's they're still what, leaving. That's what I don't get. That's the part. Like, well, we do get it because we went five and seven. Well, that part we do get, yeah, by the record. But I don't get with a lot of young turmoil. guys with well, a lot of turmoil, right? Now, some of these young guys, um, you know, they're leaving without even giving us a chance. I feel like some yeah. of them are like, eh. You know, the and and that's one of the things, and we talked about it earlier, right? In today's college football, that's why having a system as complex mm-hmm. as Jimbo's and all these things doesn't work because of the fact that. Kids are only with you for a year or two. Yeah. So if if it's a lot, they only stay for three years because if they're not if they don't succeed and go pro, they're going to transfer. Right. Right. So you have to have guys that are going to a system that they're going to be able to pick up in year one and go play it. Right. right. Yeah. Absolutely. So who's the biggest loss so far? You know, I think the easy answer is probably a Delier. That's what I would lean on. But there's one one or two more I look at that's pretty big. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with probably one of the linebackers. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking white. I yeah. just I was in our first 
couple podcasts this year, I've said White was my breakout player on defense. And, yeah. No. Hey, the good thing about it is next year when I predict that Cooper's going to be SEC player, defensive player of the year, yeah, they're not going to have anybody else to put on the field but him. Yeah. What happens when he gets hurt? <laughs> well, good question. Um, on top of all that, right now your recruiting class is only 10, 11 players. So if you were adding a recruiting class like last year, 29 or whatever the heck it ended up being, yeah. then maybe you say, okay, well, we're just, we're just going to replenish, right? Right. But at this point in time, that's not the case, right? It's 11 guys. There's no, not one single offensive skill position guy. We're not done, obviously, with the transfer portal. We'll keep getting into that over the next couple of weeks. And that's something I was going to ask you about later on is how does that recruiting class look? after this season. You see what I'm saying? That 29, that top-ranked recruiting class, what does it look like after so many players transfer out or so many players aren't on the team? You know, you lose Marshall, you lose whoever else it was. Harris? I can't remember. Harris, yeah. We lost a lot of guys. Is that still the number one recruiting class after that? You see what I'm saying? You're probably up there, yeah. It's probably one or two. I mean, you keep Nolan, you keep Stewart, you keep... Indy. Yeah, you keep a lot of these bigger names. I'm saying you're losing... Depth, yeah, you thought depth. you had 100%. Um, we'll see how that responds. This is one other thing <clears throat> we're gonna go into the offensive coordinator thing real quick. You know, no, no hire yet. I don't think they've actually decided who it's gonna be. Um, you know, the names that come up are still Riley, right. still the North Carolina offensive coordinator. Uh, yeah, I can't think of his name, Longo, right? Longo, okay, I'm high on him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know his name, but I'm high. I like what he did with May. Um, you know, those are the guys that Mullen keeps coming into the play there. I don't see that happening. Um, we said Dan Mullen's more of a Alabama kind of guy, I think. But in the situation where you're sitting right now with all these players, all these players on the fence with the transfer portal or going pro or whatever, don't you think announcing your offensive coordinator? would be a good way to try to seduce some of these guys back onto the team? It's a huge way. It's huge, but we're not doing that. A lot of things we thought would be good ideas to do, they haven't done. Yeah. So I don't – I think it would be a good idea to get rid of Durkin. Yeah. we got to keep him. So Texas this week comes out and says that – Lucci specifically comes out and says that the people he's talking to – tell him that the offensive coordinators that are being interviewed have been told specifically that Jimbo's given up the play calls. You believe it? No. Do you? I don't believe it necessarily. Until I see until it. I until see I see it. it happen, then I'll be like, okay. If they hire one of these guys that's being talked about, I believe it. What's right? Jimbo going to do on the sidelines? Well, he's going to He's, he's going to have start his glasses yelling. right here reading what? Start yelling at the officials more. Well, he should have been doing that in the first he place. He should have been. Um, Conserving his timeouts, hopefully. Yeah, maybe. God, he was the out. worst in the nation at calling timeouts this year. He was. I mean, I'm talking so fast. First quarter, five minutes in the game. All, right, let's get All three timeouts, call. Yeah, see ya. Let's go. You know, so so that's good news, though, right? I mean, if it's true, that's good news. Yeah, that's very good news. But, I mean, it depends on who the offensive coordinator is, who's still left around from the transfer portal. Yeah. Who's our uh, offensive line coach? I mean, is our offensive, offensive line, line coach is going to be the number one most important hire once that offensive coordinator. Who hires? Is the offensive coordinator hire the offensive line coach? And that's Jimbo. That's the question. Is is he going? Is that you know? Because I imagine part of the conversations happening with these offensive coordinators is, okay, what I'm going to bring you in, 
I need to keep this these these staff members yeah. here, but I'll let you look at these other staff members to bring in your own. Who do you want to bring in with you? Right. What got, you, you have know, to have a relationship with some people, yeah. don't you? I mean, you have to be able to like, communicate. You, you, you don't want to put the offensive coordinator in a bad place from the get-go when he starts off with a bunch of guys that he's not comfortable coaching right. with, right? Yeah. And so you do want to give him some flexibility there. But, you know, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden they're going to Throw everybody out the door, right? No, I agree. I mean, I just don't think you go out and hire a offensive line coach from, like, Navy that's going to run the ball. If you hire an offensive coordinator that's going to throw the ball. It right. doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. But that's what it seems like we did last year. It seems like our offensive line coach wanted to run the ball and Jimbo wanted to throw the ball. It didn't work. It did not work. So, it just looks lost. So, hopefully we hear something this week on the offensive coordinator. I'm not sure it happens this week, but, it, man, if they take any longer than that, I really think it starts affecting recruiting. It affects. It obviously is going to affect the when's transfer the, When's the last day for recruiting? To, we got about two weeks. Day? We got yeah. about two weeks to sign day. It's, uh, it's getting uh, there quick. Yeah, it's getting there real quick. Um, an interesting part of, and and so like we talk at A and M transfer portal. We're not the only school losing players. It's right. all over the country. People are doing it. One of the, and, you know, I see it with small, you know, some of the smaller schools, and they lose players, and they want to go to the higher you know, higher level programs and all this stuff. I understand that. Explain this one to me. Alabama. Right. It's an interesting case because obviously they've got the history of the wins. They went 10-2 and two this year in a down, what is considered a down year for them. Um, they were in a national championship game last year, right? I mean, right. this team has a history of winning. They've got... They also have a history of replenishing the talent, talent that they lose right. to the pros. Yeah. Not so much to the transfer pros, right. to the pros. Now, you're sitting there and their starting guard, they lose a starting guard that's been starting for two years. He's right. transferring. That, that is awkward. awkward. That's awkward. Starting receivers, guys yeah. like JoJo Early and Holden uh, enter the transfer portal, right? Those are two guys that were part of that, a big part of that team. JoJo right. Early, a young receiver that's getting better and better. Uh, Christian Leary, a freshman that probably, if those guys leave, is stepping into that. He's entered the transfer portal too now. Like, they're losing players that would be contributors on that team. What is up? I don't know if you ever listened to Paul Feinbaum. I listen to Paul Feinbaum. It is crazy to listen to Alabama people call into that show. I listen to some Aggies calling. Yeah. The Alabama people are insane. Now, if they act like we do about the Aggies, you yeah. know, on our podcast, mm-hmm. it's 10 times worse. So I'm sure those players are hearing it. They're like, Alabama went 10-2. and two. That's like A&M going 5-7, and seven, basically. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? They lost two games. They lost to LSU, and they lost to Tennessee, and they almost lost to A&M. They yeah. almost lost to somebody else. They won the dominant Alabama team this year. And everybody's out there going, those receivers suck. Let me give you, you an idea saying? of why. That offensive line sucked. Let me give you an idea. See you later. Let me give you an idea of one thing that I also think is part of this. What? Who's their office coordinator? Oh, God. The guy from the coach. Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Right? Bill O'Brien. And he's horrible. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. That guy is horrible. Yeah. And all these players we're talking about, offensive guys. Yeah. I think that has something to do with it. Yeah. If I'm Nick, I'm telling Bill, see ya. When we're I'm not. Here. I'll be honest. I'm not worried about Alabama one bit. Nick right. Saban knows what the hell he's doing over yeah. there. He's been doing it for a long time. Two losses. We would kill for that season right now, Daniel. Every day. Of kill the week. for it. Every day. And of the week. they have 
season after season after season mm-hmm. after recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. They lost players. What's that guy's name from Arkansas, the linebacker who came from Alabama? Yeah, uh, Sanders, right? Yeah, one of the best linebackers in the nation this year. Probably going to be in the top first-round pick. Yeah. I mean, they lose those kind of guys. They still bring in – they still have Will Anderson. They still have – trust me, Alabama's going to be just fine. Will Anderson's going pro. Okay, <coughs> yeah, that's enough on Alabama. I right. agree with you. They're going to be fine. <coughs> yeah. It's just to me it's interesting, right? That's, yeah. that's sort of what my point. No, I get you. a targets. What positions are they going to need to target? And we just talked about a little bit in, in that group. As I think said. it's easier to say the positions they don't need to target. <laughs> and I'm still thinking of what they don't need. Maybe offensive tackles. I think they're fine at offensive tackles. I mean, I guess if, if you can get a guy. Yeah, if they stay up. So, if you can get a guy to get, provide depth, sure. But they've got guys there. I think interior D, offensive linemen. I don't think they need defensive linemen, defensive tackles, I'm saying. They need yeah. edge rushers. Edge rushers. They need to. That's a big one. Linebackers. Linebackers. Huge. Huge. They absolutely have to have a linebacker. It looks like they need depth at cornerback now. And maybe some depth at cornerback. Safeties yeah. look pretty strong still, yep. even with the Los Antonio. Uh, Interior offensive line, if, if they can get. If they can get a top end guy that's going to come in and start on the interior of that offensive line, I think that. But to get somebody that's just, a guy from Alabama, maybe. But if they're good, if they're just getting a guy to be a backup and in the mix, I, I think they've got bodies. We got plenty of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, we might need receivers now. Quarterback. Right? Quarterback. Running back. I mean, running back. It goes tight ends. We're losing tight ends. Uh, so they've got a lot of work to do. We'll see how Jimbo does that, especially considering that he hasn't been a big uh, entrant. And yeah. you know he hasn't entered into the transfer portal world much over since right. he's been here, right? Um, you know, one thing I the, the last thing I, I want to talk about here is you know I keep seeing all this all this chatter out there like of the you know a thousand kids entered into this transfer portal. Right. You know, numbers say that only half of them are going to find a new place to play. Right. And that's true, but deceptive. It is. And the reason I say that is because. The kids that enter the transfer portal include like former walk-ons, you know, lower level, you know, D1 type players. You right. know, they're, they're in there and they go in and they end up not finding a home. When you go look at the history of the guys that have transferred from a school like A&M, Alabama, Clemson, those types of schools, they all find places to play. Yep. So don't give me the argument is like, what are these kids doing? Half of them are going to end up unsigned. Not A&M players. Well, that's the whole thing. They always think the grass is greener somewhere right. else, but is it? I mean, like, we had guys transfer last year that we thought were big-name players. Baylor Cup. Uh, he played. Not much, but he played. What did he play? Uh, he played tight end at Tech. No, I know, but what do you, what do, you do? You, say, uh, you know, like 12 catches for the year, but he played. Here, he may not have played. Well, well he uh, here he got no catches over the last two years. And I think so. a lot of guys get in their head like, hey, they're bringing in all this talent. I'm not going to get any playing time. I don't, yeah. I don't even want to try to compete. I just want to go somewhere else where Look, it's easier. I don't blame them for going to find a place. You know, you talk about a guy like Derek Hunter. We talked about him earlier today yeah. lunch, right? Yeah. Derek Hunter is a guy that to you know, was to... here at defensive line, then they moved him to offensive line. He still didn't get to play. He's a big-time recruit. He goes and plays at JC for a year. Now he's being recruited by Tennessee and other, you know, other schools like that. It's the second and, time I've heard you say Tennessee today. Yeah, I just kind of say them. They might everybody. be taking all our old players, huh? Arkansas, Texas, Tennessee, Mississippi State is the group that's supposedly recruiting this kid. Oh, um, so you know. So we'll see him again. You're saying. So we're, maybe Arkansas, Mississippi, yeah. LSU, Tennessee, whoever. So, so my point is that you know these guys, I don't blame them for leaving, right? I don't either. You know, oh, Jason Harris was getting lost in the shuffle in, at defensive end, right? He's at Rutgers. You know, uh, Caleb Chapman, obviously at Oregon. 
didn't really do anything this year, probably hurt again, right? Right. Um, but you can talk, you talked about Bader Cup, Eric Young's at Blinn, he's being recruited by Alabama State now. Chris Morris, the offensive lineman that got busted for whatever he got busted, legal troubles and one of the best recruits of that class. And he goes, you know, he's getting looked at by Memphis now, right? Yeah. I mean, so these guys are getting opportunities. <clears throat> you know, you want to talk about a guy that really did something with it. I mean, how about, um, how about Jeremiah Martin over at Washington? Right, who goes over here? He wasn't getting sniffing the field here and over there. He's a Pac-12, you know, first yeah. team, first team, second team kind of guy. And I'm sure it works both ways. You know right. what I'm saying? I mean, how many of those guys go somewhere and don't do anything? You have guys that go somewhere and but they, they most of them are playing. Shy Drive Banks is going to be in the playoffs this year at TCU as a linebacker. Right, good for him. Tyree, Tyree Wilson is going to be a first round draft, a top 15 draft pick this year out of Texas Tech at defensive end. He couldn't get on the field here. You know what I'm saying? What year is he? He's he's uh, he's a, he might be a senior already. I think he's been out for but, four years. Okay, well let's look at who he was playing behind when he was here, though. I mean, you had the guys. I mean, I, I agree he might be a draft pick. We had any of those four, guys get drafted in the first round that he was playing behind? Any one of them? No. What's his name to get drafted in the first round? Did he? Nobody. No, no. Miles Garrett did. He wasn't behind Miles Garrett. You don't know. Miles Garrett has been gone for a long time. I don't know if he knows. All I'm saying, but I guess my point is, my point is, all these players are finding. Last year, the only transfer from last year that didn't find a place is is Demas, and the reason is his legal problems. Right? Yeah. These guys are all going to find a place to go play if they want. Yeah, they will. And like you said, there's going to be how many thousands of players in the transfer portal. We're going to get different players. We're going to have a almost a new team next year. I'm almost excited about it because we know the players. See, there's plenty of talent here. There's plenty. There has been plenty of talent yeah, here. It's coaching. It's not going to matter. It's They're, coaching. They can pick up whoever they want to. If the like, coaching doesn't change, it's 2022. This is how football is now. It sucks. Yeah. We're not going to have the same team year in year out mm-hmm. and just lose seniors or early entries to the NFL. Now it's going to be half the teams will be gone almost every year. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, I hate it. I don't like. The, I don't like it in college basketball. I'm a huge college basketball fan, but you watch a team like Duke play, you watch them one year, you but don't see the same team. But And here's the thing. Either you figure it out and you adjust to the times, right. or you're going to get left behind. And right? Jimbo's not adjusting. A Jimbo has not adjusted. He's not adjusting to the transfer portal. He's not adjusting to offenses. He's not adjusting to defenses. That's what's upsetting. And that's what we've talked about all year. But go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. We'll f- wrap it up here with the transfer portal. Go to his questions and tailgate. But first, last thing. Yeah. Anybody you still think is highly likely or, or even may consider the transfer portal going forward? We've yeah. talked about defensive end Lucas. Well, Marshall, right? we said. We talked about Marshall. And you said something that he's, is he getting promising text messages like he no, might be? Like, uh, they're going to Nagy land or? Not like that. Okay. It's very cryptic type messages, but he's wearing a Nagy uniform. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a name out there we haven't said. That just comes off and shocks us, like a Stewart, like a stick, uh, Stewart on the defensive line. Yeah, somebody like him. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Or over, what's his name? Overton. Yeah, Overton wouldn't be surprised, even though they got playing time, yeah. lots of it. They're just not happy. Yeah, they're not happy with five Shamar and seven. Turner. They're not happy being the tenth man on that defensive line because you have Nolan and Jackson and. Breaks. Breaks. I mean, you got a ton of them. Regis might leave. Regis. I mean, you might see somebody pop up and you're like, damn, 
That guy played a lot last year. Offensive line-wise, you might lose some of that depth with guys that have now sit, are sitting behind sort of young players. You yeah. know, maybe a Foster. We even talked about Foster maybe leaving. We don't. I mean, we don't know, expect what, it. But Foster Wyckoff. What happens with that combo, right? Yeah. But you know, a guy like Luke Williams, who was you know a, dra- uh, a recruit from a couple of years ago, you haven't heard much about Hunter Herb, who's who's caught now behind two tackles that are going to be Moose. We don't know about Moose. What he's going to do? Don't know what Moose is going to do. How much was Sleegate? How much was that? Bankhead. Yeah, I mean, another no offensive line. line sort of idea obviously Stewart and Stewart on defense and on offense we don't know how they end up yeah, Stewart. coming out yeah, you know Stewart, yeah. uh, even a lot of questions even a guy like Cooper right I mean Cooper you know who, who why was, was he not on the field right and so you know does he decide to stick around He's, he should get plenty of playing time you know what happens with the Johnson brothers right yeah. Max and Jake you know, do they? You know, do they decide to stay or do they decide to go try their you know this number could else? be up to what are we at 20 right now 19 we're at 19 20 yeah uh, I mean, I could see it getting up to 30. Do you see it? <coughs> I could see 10. it. That's 10 more players. I could see it getting to 30. That's, that's a lot. lot. That's a lot. It's a whole recruiting class from last year. That's a whole recruiting class. Jesus. It's uh, more than a fourth of your football team. Good job, Jimbo. Keep it up. Uh, questions from the tailgate. Yeah. Brought to you by David Coffin, PLLC, tax controversy and litigation attorneys. Only tax controversy and litigation lawyers here in BCS. Give us a call. Uh, 817-251-7049, by the way. Bowl games that you find interesting. Anything out there? I, I saw. I looked at the bowl games, and there's you know there's some good games out there. There's a lot of bad ones. So. Uh, you and I talked about the, what was it, Cincinnati and Louisville? Cincinnati and Louisville. Interesting because the, Cincy, the Louisville coach. coach is now going to go coach Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, that's pretty. That's interesting. That's wild. Troy-UTSA should be a fun, like entertaining that. game. Troy, you know, they've had a good defense this year. UTSA, one of the highest scoring offenses in the nation. So, Speaking yeah. of UTSA, former Aggie, um, uh, he was the, uh, a safety. Uh, he's over there. He's one of their – he's an all-conference player for them. Uh, golly. Uh, Ch- Chapman. Chapman. You remember Chapman? Real yeah. long, skinny right. guy. Caleb Chapman, the wide receiver. Chapman. C H A T T. Oh, like you chatted up. Oh, yeah, chatted up. Yeah, chatted up, man. Uh, he's an all-conference player for them. Anyway, just a well, see, aside. That's where I could see a Haynes King maybe going to UTSA. There you go. That's bigger than Sam, right? How about Oregon State in Florida? Who? Oregon State in Florida. Florida quarterback already entered the portal. The other quarterback is some kind of pervert. Yeah, that, that game. That game is going to be a, a struggle for Florida. Yeah. Offensively. Yeah. Uh, Wake Mizzou. Ooh, Missouri surprised me this year. Yeah, I thought they wouldn't be as good this year as they have been. Yeah, I know. God, we they they surprised me. Uh, Wake's dynamic. That quarterback, I like him a lot. But yeah, I like that matchup. Wisconsin, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's lost their quarterback too. Oklahoma State's been very disappointing this year. We lost a lot of money on them this year. Wisconsin's going to be a is going to be under a new coach. Uh, is he coaching the bowl game? No. Okay. Uh, Duke and UCF. That should be fun. Yeah. I like that. Duke, Elko, he's done a good job. Elko's done a great job. ACC Coach of the Year, by the way. Was he? Yes. Did he beat Matt Brown? Yep. I don't know if he should have. Arkansas and Kansas. They both have Kansas in the name. Yeah, that's about the only thing good about that yep. game. That game's not going to be very good either. Hey, uh, did, uh, I heard, is that quarterback into the portal, Hornsby, for Arkansas? Is that yes. Okay. Hornsby's but gone. KJ's coming back. Uh, I think so. He's, at least he hadn't declared otherwise. I think they did say he did say he's coming back. Oklahoma plays Florida State. Uh one of my inside sources for Oklahoma, they don't really like this matchup. They expect to get beat. 
Oh, Florida State's good. They got a six-seven wide receiver that's Wilson. tall, fast. Yeah, and quarterback's for real. He's, yeah, they got a, They've done a good job this year over Florida State. Yeah, I like Florida State. Uh, let's see. How about Washington, Texas? That Penix guy's coming back next year. The quarterback for Washington went to Indiana. He yeah. throws the ball all over the field, all over the place. That could be they, a good matchup. Could be a high scoring game. Yeah, I like that matchup. Tennessee and Clemson. Very disappointing. Klubnik's going to be the starter for your boys at Clemson, something you've been calling for for a few weeks now. I have. I watched him play. I watched Ugalele or whatever you say his name. He just he disappoints me every time I watch him. He, yeah, he's, he's very slow he's in making his reads, his throws. He throws over, under, just never on target. problem is Tennessee's playing with a backup quarterback also, right? Yeah, but Milton almost gives the advantage to Tennessee. Uh, I'm going to go with Clemson. There you go. You're right. Uh, how about South Carolina Notre Dame? That's an interesting South matchup. Carolina's hot, probably the hottest team in the nation, aren't they? Is, uh, beat Tennessee, beat Clemson. Yeah. Who's hotter? <laughs> Not very many. Yeah. How about uh, Bama K State? It's a shame like that South Carolina didn't play Georgia right now. Let's see what they do. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Who you were saying? Bama K State. I like that matchup. I think it's interesting. I think it is too. But uh, who are you leaning? Bama? You know, they've lost a lot of talent. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm sort of leaning K-State. K-State's bringing that whole team to that bowl game. You know they are. Yeah, that's 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 their, like, I mean, that is a bowl game, but it's like their Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They beat Bama there. It's, yeah. Rose Bowl, Utah, Penn State? I like Utah. I like Wait, Utah yeah. a lot. Is that, yeah, I think we Penn should State on them, too. Yeah. All right, like last that. question. Go ahead. Final word on offense coordinator. I want to lean towards that guy from North Carolina. I like what he did a lot with May. Phil Longo. Yep. I like it. Uh, get him in here. Give him the reins to the offense. Let him hire his own offensive uh, line coach. Specifically offensive line coach. And let him deal with the quarterbacks. Let Jimbo be the CEO. Watch over everything. Make sure these guys are doing their job. Watch a little bit of the defensive practice from time to time. Yeah, and know when to call a timeout. Don't have a playbook in your hand the whole game. Watch the game, you know? Know what's going on when you have yes. to go talk to the officials. Argue. Exactly. You know, maybe even challenge a play. Exactly. Did we ever challenge a play? <laughs> maybe recruit. Gigum Aggies. There you go. AP Corey from the tailgate. Talk to y'all soon.